Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I don't know about you. It takes a lot to shock me these days. But to see our judicial system resemble a third world banana republic, to see trusted American companies embrace insane and destructive woke ideologies is frankly depressing. We must fight back, and that starts with changing the way that we spend our money. For years, big mobile companies have been dumping millions into leftist causes, and we've had to take it because another option didn't exist. Well, it does now. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offers dependable nationwide coverage on all the major networks. So you get the best possible service in your area without the woke propaganda pushed by leftists working hard to destroy this country. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you support free speech and religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military, veterans, and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just go to PatriotMobile.com America right now. Get free activation today with offer code AMERICA. Ask about their coverage guarantee while you're there. PatriotMobile.com America. Again, that's PatriotMobile.com America. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell the crooked referees on Roger Goodell. Yeah, like this, and I'm a hoot at. Every day I'm living, I'm a hoot at. 
Lose on winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. You're listening to the sports coma. It's Big Q and the guys on the PRO Media Network. All right, shout out to the fam, man. Appreciate y'all being this episode of Tacoma, like I've been saying for some time now. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're now rocking with the Sports Coma with Big Q and the guys, where we have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports fam. I'm Big Q chiming in this one with you. I hope you guys are having a fantastic week as we are moving through the week. So shout out to the fam, Hump Day it's it's uh, just about over with, and we're getting we're on the plus side of the week. Let me tell you, but this week passed by pretty fast, to be honest with you. So shout out to the fan. Appreciate y'all being in the stream. Javier, Robert, brother Dave, how you doing? From Jazzy, what's going on, Dave? How you feeling? Crusher, how you doing, my friend? Appreciate you. Uh, right, okay. Uh, he says we are okay. Okay, we are in the hospital in Houston, Texas. Big Q and family. Okay, prayers. All right, Robert, prayers to you, my friend. And your family, I hope everything goes well. I hope you and your family is fine. And may may many positive blessings rain on your house and rain on you and your family to protect you and get y'all back to perfect health. So shout out to you and appreciate the rest of the family for being this one. I'm trying not to hold you too long, fam. On this episode of the show, we're going to cover some news, notes, and items Shout out to Niles Carpenter at TheWhoThatDaily.com. Y'all feel free to check out TheWhoThatDaily.com. It's uh, our website where we have several contributors that's there doing their thing. So much love to you guys. Please feel free to support those guys. So we'll go over several items. We'll have several interviews that we have to play. We got a lot of videos to cover, man. So we're going to get into this thing. And I know the topic of discussion is, what's up, Yoshi? Uh, one okay, <laughs> one more week until Gruden is the OC. Okay, all right. You say one more week. Okay, all right. Okay, okay, all right. We'll just have to monitor that. I know Gruden's case is supposed to be going on sometimes this month or late on in the year. I remember there was an insider that came out. I played. I paid. I played that entire interview. Matter of fact, I think it was on the TSC Unleashed that we did like a show. No, it was a part of the coma where we played the interview from the insider that was dropping game on all of the particulars dealing with the John Gruden situation. And, you know, it's a lot going on there. You know, he's suing the NFL. He was saying that, and I actually went over that, uh, what was that, the night before last? I went over it to kind of reword and kind of reread the article. The one that the reporter, I think from the New York Times or one of those guys had written. And man, you know, he is really going at several individuals. Definitely, if anything would come close to pulling a Roger Goodell down, it would probably be something like this. If they really find out, because NFL wanted to go to arbitration, but it didn't fit the criteria to be a, a case that goes to arbitration. They wanted to go to arbitration so they could control and manipulate it, but it didn't. So Gruden was able, he got his way. It was a win for him. It goes, it goes to court. A lot of stuff can happen here. And Gruden, and of course the NFL could throw money at Gruden, but Gruden doesn't want the money. He knows in his heart of hearts 
that he said that Goodell was the one that leaked the emails. And it wasn't just one leak. It was two of them because the first leak that happened uh, got, you know, kind of made things hot for the Raiders and Gruden, but they held on to him. Then there was another leak. And then ultimately uh, Coach Chucky was put in the street and then he said that it affected his wages and all this kind of stuff. He couldn't get on and he is going out for it. He wants to burn the house down. So I just think he says that, but I think that's just him. I think he wants to do it. He's going after Goodell. So if it proves that Goodell was leaking those emails and he stood up there and lied, this could be really, can make it really hot for Goodell, you know, as well. So we'll see, man. A lot of these people think that they can do this dirt and do this evil stuff behind closed doors and do people any kind of way. Like there ain't no force out here that's going to correct you. That's the problem they get. They think the money and all the position protects them from retribution, and it does not. Nobody escapes the schools. No matter how much money you got, nobody escapes the schools. The, no no matter where ritual you try to do, nobody ex, 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 escapes those schools. So my advice to people out there, live as karma-free as you can. Don't do anybody wrong, no backstabbing, none of that kind of stuff. Live a karma-free life. That's my advice to you. But, you know, some people, they just their own problems. But anyway, shout out to the fam, man. Appreciate y'all being in the building. We're going to get into this, man. Rougarou, shout out to you and the rest of the fam. Uh, listen, let's go over this one from the whodatdaily.com. Y'all kind of go over there and share the article around from Niles. Uh, he covers several different topics of today's uh, happens with the New Orleans Saints, and let's go over it. So in midweek update from the Saints, the team made some significant roster moves and provided an injury report ahead of, head of the highly anticipated Week 5 clash against the Patriots. And, of course, Cameron Irvin is a new addition to the Saints practice squad. Saints made an announcement on Wednesday that they have signed tackle Cameron Irvin to the practice squad. Irvin, a nine-year NFL veteran, where the wealth of experience brings valuable depth to the Saints offensive line. He started 56 of 95 career appearances, showcasing his versatility and reliability throughout his career. Irvin's journey in the NFL began when he was selected by the Browns with the 19th overall pick back in 2015, and he was then traded to the Chiefs before the 2017 season. He also made stops with Dallas and Carolina and kind of showing that he could play several positions along the offensive line. So he was brought on to the practice squad. And of course we know our Saints are dealing with some issues. So for the a corresponding move so that he can get on the practice squad, they released Terrell Lewis, which was a very seldom used linebacker and they put him in the street. So anyway, for week five's first report for Wednesday, the DMP list looked like this. Uh, Juwan Johnson with the calf. He didn't play. Lonnie Johnson Jr. has an hamstring issue. Jimmy Graham had a rest. He had a rest day. Andrus is dealing with a concussion. Ram check. Uh, rest and foot. So they saying he had some rest and some foot situation. That's Ram. And Brian Brissy dealing with an illness. Limited participation. Paulson Adebo played. That's positive. That is very positive because we get our three starters or our three top cornerbacks together. And I'm really am really feeling that because uh, you know I like Isaac Yidham, but it's Yidham's not ready, man. You know, we gotta put him, stick him back in the oven, let him bake a little longer. 
because uh, we're going to have to slow bake him because the, all of the hot torch flames that he's getting from getting cooked on the field the last couple of games. <laughs> we need to see. He don't need that. Got to put him back in the oven because he, he ain't quite ready. But, he, you know, credit, he's a young guy. He'll learn. But anyway, Paulson had limited practice. Derek Carr with the right shoulder also there. Eric McCoy has a knee issue, and you're starting to see some of the Saints kind of get banged up here dealing with various injuries, and we're only just over a month into the season. And then, of course, full participation. Good to see Jordan Howden, who was dealing with a finger issue, and Foster Monroe, who had an ankle, back in there. Foster, we can really use Foster's blocking ability, too, to kind of help us out. You know, Jimmy's not the best of blockers, and Taysom Hill does his thing, and Jawan's ailing. It's good to get Foster Monroe back because Foster can catch and block. Good uh, 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 tight end for us. And then, of course, you go – this is just a little giblet that Niles threw in on the back end because the Patriots made a move today to get ready for the Saints. Another NFL insider, Ian Rappaport, reported on Wednesday that the New England Patriots have executed a trade for cornerback J.C. Jackson from the Chargers. According to the source informed that the deal, the transaction involves the swaps of the 2025 six- and seven-round selections between the two teams. The Patriots' decision to acquire Jackson follows rookie cornerback Christian Gonzalez. That dude's really good. Departure from the field during week's four loss to the Cowboys. He suffered a dislocated injury, according to Rappaport, and expected to miss the entire rest of the season after undergoing surgery. Now, the addition of J.C. Jackson aims to bolster the Patriots' secondary and address the void left by Gonzalez' unfortunate injury. I mean, injury. Uh, the Saints face the Pats next Sunday in New England. So, that's a little some of that as well. As you can see, so shout out to Niles for kind of giving us a little insight on um, a multitude of different moves for the black and gold. So anyway, let's keep it moving. Let's get to this one right here. Shout out to uh, Newswire with John Sickler. He kind of briefing us and letting us know the game about who's going to be your referee. And this is a good one right here. NFL assigns referee Alex Kemp to work week five Saints Patriots matchup. So. Anyway, in the, in the NFL assigned veteran referee Alex Kemp to work week five Saints-Pats game. Kemp is one of the more experienced referees around the league, having been promoted to the position back in 2018 after working four years as a field judge and side judge. New Orleans is three and two in games he's officiated while the Patriots are four and one. Now, Kemp crew is one of the most flag happy around. They average 20 penalties a game, which leads the league, but they also have more penalties dismissed, 4.3 than any other crew. However, they've called more fouls against visitors, nine and a half leading the league, than home, 6.3. That doesn't bode well for the Saints, so which areas do they need to watch themselves more carefully, right? Kemp's crew penalized teams more often for false starts, that's three times per game. Offensive holding, that's two times per game, than anything else. But they also lead the league in face mask penalties five times in four weeks. Clean hands is going to have to be a point of emphasis. So appreciate John Sigler for kind of sprinkling game and letting us know who our referees are going to be coming up in this this bout as well. So we'll see, man, how it all shakes. But having these, you know, we know referees are going to be a part of this thing. Uh, And uh, we just have to see how, (laughs) how it goes. All right, so anyway, let's keep it moving, man. Before we let, we're going to get into our next round of interview. Well, we're going to get into some of our commentary on some of these people here, man. 
All right, shout out to the fam, man. Appreciate y'all. OG, what's how, how you doing, sir? Appreciate you being in the building as well. Slim, how you doing, my brother? Appreciate you. All right, Slade, SK, good to see y'all, man, in the building. Appreciate y'all. Y'all hit the like button. What's up, Pammy? Shout out to you as well. Good to see you. And everybody, Shati, what's going on? Appreciate you, fam. Shout out to you as well. It's going to be interesting to see what goes on. All right, so anyway, let's get it popping, man. Uh, listen to these rounds of interviews and stuff like that. Let's see. Now, this was something that happened. This was Lance Moore. This is very interesting to hear from Lance Moore. Now, Lance Moore gave his thoughts on the Saints, and I just wanted to play this because uh, Lance is uh, one of the more respected Saints players that we have that's involved in the commentary of the game. A lot of those guys are, you know, you got guys like um, a jo- a Jonathan Vilma, but Lance Moore is close, close to home, man. So uh, he has some commentary to say about um, what's going on with the Saints and everything. So let's hear what he had to say, his commentary on the Saints. Here we go. Y'all put one in the chat if y'all can hear Lance uh, breaking some game down. Then we're going to play what Jim, what Jim Moore said in response to this. Here we go. Because we don't – and I, I, look, a long time I've been a Pete Carmichael defender. I just, I think I'm to the point now where I cannot defend him anymore. We've got too much talent on this offense to not get over 200 yards, to only have four touchdowns total in four games. Um, and when we've had a defense that was kind of on a pretty historic rate as far as limiting scoring points for the other team, right? Or the, the amount of points the other teams are able to score on us. For us to have a losing record or a 500 record in that stretch is unacceptable. We need something different. There should be a change, and that change should happen now because we don't deserve to watch this product run out on the field for another Sunday. I'm very, very adamant about there being being a change that's needed. And I don't know if it's necessarily firing Pete Carmichael, but I think that the play calling duties have got to go to somebody else. And I think it should go to Ronald Curry. All right. That's, you heard what the man said, Lance Moore. And I, I, look, I, long time. You heard what he said. He likes Pete Carmichael. He thought about the whole situation dealing with Carmichael. And how do you guys feel about it? Y'all put in the chat, uh, if you agree with Lance Moore, put one in the chat. If you disagree, put two in the chat. Because Lance said a lot of positive stuff, and he's right. Who deserves to sit up here and watch the Saints lose these games like this and you spent all this money on the offense? And, of course, Dennis Allen comes and said what he's going to say. Now, listen, I'm going to play. I got Mickey Loomis that we're going to hear from today. That's right, Mickey. We're going to hear from Mickey. We're going to hear from Dennis Allen, and we're going to hear from Derek Carr. These are some of the key decision makers in dealing with the situation. As a lot of the family members put one in the chat, I see y'all. They agree with Lance on the the field. field. And Lance Moore is telling the truth, man. I agree with Lance. Shout out to Lance. He's telling the truth. I agree with him. I, I, I've i said this. I'm not mad at these guys, but I, you got to understand. You, If you, at two and two, you got to take it in con- context. You got to take it in context. You beat the Titans barely, okay? The Titans are a good team. They're a good team. They're learning. They got some bumps and bruises. But I, my thing is, when I equate my decision-making in this shit, is I, I, I will say – who you played? You played the Titans. You had the Carolina Panthers with a rookie quarterback. You had the uh, ten, the Green Bay Packers. They got a first time quarterback. This guy hadn't played a lot. This dude just started playing. And then you have this other. Then you have Baker Mayfield, who's a retread, who's kind of went around the league and all this kind of stuff. Listen, none of these teams that you played 
you can seriously say or is a playoff team. Even the Titans, they have their bumps and bruises. But a lot of people don't see the Titans as a as a playoff team. But probably the tough they're definitely the toughest team of the four that you play. All these other teams are not playoff teams. That's number that's number one. And for the Saints losing these games, they're not just getting beat by the adversaries. They're not scoring enough points. And I don't want to hear the stuff about the, def- the their, their other defense being so tough and all this kind of stuff. And then the regression from what is unforgivable and unfathomable for them to lose that lead to Green Bay when they were beating them by 17 and then let them people score eight, 18 points in 11 minutes and kick them in the ass and, and kick them on out of Green Bay. Say, now get on out of here. And then go to another team, the Buccaneers, in your building who was on a short week they played Monday night football, got their head beat in, and then they come back down to the dome and beat you 26 to 9 in the building. And we sitting up here talking about ain't no changes gonna happen. See, this is the thing when I talk about what I say, I'm not mad at Dennis Allen. He don't, and I said this on the prior stream. You can't teach a coach that never won, had a winning record in the NFL. See, you might win a few games in the NFL and say, like, how you know this Q? You never coached in the NFL. I don't have to coach in the NFL to know what I, I can look at coaches like Bill Belichick, Andy Reid, Mike Tomlin, Harbaugh, and all these other coaches. I can look at these these coaches and say to myself, listen, man, I know based on what I observe how they win games, and then they'll tell you. You get meetings and you hear conversations, interviews, and they'll sprinkle game on you. You'll do um, reports or scouting reports and listen to what they're saying and how they – deal with winning in their and their building how those coaches got their game from somebody else a winning coach you go and look at his library he always has a library and in his library he has books from coaches that won before they got literature from from John Wooden who won I don't know how many championships at UCLA he had books that he wrote all them coaches from back in the day, them old-timey coaches that had all that winning going on, they all got books talking about their mindsets. And a lot of them borrow stuff from the guys that came from before them. That's how they got the game. They wasn't born with it. You got to go and get the game. It ain't going to just fall in your lap. So you got to study, and then you got to constantly be in improving yourself mode. You, you hire people around you to help you, but you got to improve as well. You got to improve and learn as well. Now, Dennis Allen never won anything in terms of having a winning record for an, an entirety of a season. He never accomplished that. That's a big thing because you're expecting him to say, okay, listen, we're going to win something because the team is so talented that Dennis Allen won't be able to screw it up. Our talent just going to get past his inability to understand how to make a team win for an entire season. He can't tell you that because he never done that. He might have been on a team where another man ran it and they done it, but he himself in the rings, in the driving seat, has never driven that, driven that car or that truck to where it needs to be, pun intended. So in the end, he doesn't know how to do that because Bill Belichick would not do this. Bill Belichick would not sit on his ass and say, ain't no changes coming after he losing to these type of teams that are not even playoff teams. And the way you lose into the teams is another thing. It's not just your fight. It's different if you're fighting and scrapping and then you just, that other team is just that better than you. That's a different effect. That's totally different. That's totally different energy. If you're battling every week and then you just fall short, we can live with that. But this here, with this guy going out here, throwing the ball before the receivers, over the receivers' hands, 
people, the timing is not right. And then this is a this is four games into the season. I'll give you two games or even three games. But four games in the season, that's four that's a month of football. It shouldn't take you a month of football to figure out how to win these games and the iron out wrinkles, and then you see them regressing offensively, and then it's dragging the team down. The defense allowing people to run on them. I watched the Tampa Bay tape. We did the film work on it for Patreon. It was ugly. The Saints got stonewalled. They couldn't even get pressure. Even if they gave pressure, it wasn't real serious pressure. It wasn't pipe-busting pressure that he wasn't putting on Baker Mayfield. He was sliding around the pocket. He had time to throw. He got on rhythm, and they couldn't do nothing. And then when the play broke down, he was scrambling on him. He picked up, what, 50-something yards worth? I don't know how much it was. But he did enough to keep scrambling. They could even contain Baker Mayfield, and Baker Mayfield ain't no quarterback you know to do that kind of stuff. The only thing I could tell you is the Saints defense made two mediocre quarterbacks look like they were. I was calling Baker, Baker Montana. They made Jordan Love look like Michael Jordan out there. Him guiding his team all the way back from 17 points. Come on, man. So, I mean, the, when the offense stinks, it drags everybody down, and it makes it look like that. Like, the defense was done. After that stupid-ass fullback fumbled that ball inside the five-yard line, he had two arms on it, and I played fullback in high school. I'm still trying to figure out how that dude fumbled the ball. He had two damn arms on it. I, I'm still trying to figure that one out. You know, so anyway, my thing is this. It's unforgivable. It's ridiculous, and it's, it's, it's stupid to not consider changing things up when you see it, but the guy don't know because he's not a winner. Winning coaches know that you don't sit up here and say just because it's four weeks into the season that we oh we just gonna keep keep doing what we doing and it's one day it's gonna punch through it don't work like that you gotta even in life when something's not working you gotta adjust or it's always an efficient and better way to handle things we gotta do here don't know what he doing because he never done nothing like this before and so as so far as guided a team through adversity through an entire season of winning when he finished the year with a winning record. He never done that. He might have won a handful of games here or there. Like last year, he won more games than he ever won before, and he feels like he feels pretty accomplished by that. He, sh- he feels accomplished by seven wins in a season, which he should because that's the best he ever did as a head coach. So they'll sell it to you and say, he won seven. That means this year he'll win nine or ten. Can talent overcome non-leadership and the refusal to adjust when you see problems in front of you? The answer is no. They can't get past Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen is the, he is the image of the team. The team follows his lead. He's the head coach. That's what I'm talking about. Anyway, let's see what Jim Moore had to say to Lance Wait, Moore. Stuff. We got the great guy. I, I haven't felt that way. And uh, I, I think for them to be a a good team, they got to be better offensively and, and, and score some start scoring touchdowns instead of kicking field goals. At Henson, we're looking forward to the holidays, and that means more time in the kitchen. Now, imagine your trusty kitchen knife had a wobbly handle. You'd be nervous. Well, the same is true in shaving. Most razors on the market today don't support the blades well enough, allowing them to flex and bend. This is the source of razor burn. At Henson, we used our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to solve this problem, supporting the blade so you can use it confidently. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com slash holiday. 
Wake up at Holiday Inn Express to a can't-miss breakfast that's free with every stay. Count on all the hot, fresh coffee you need and an incredible breakfast buffet that has something for everyone, like eggs, cinnamon rolls, and even hot, fresh pancakes with all the toppings you crave. Next time, do yourself a favor and stay at a Holiday Inn Express with a can't-miss breakfast that's free with every stay. So, when you wake up at Holiday Inn Express, you'll wake up happy, a part of IHG Hotels and Resorts. All right, hold on. I mean, I know he was hurt the last week, but if he was hurt too hard, too much to play, they wouldn't have let him play. The doctors wouldn't have let him play. So he hasn't sparkled my eyes. Where oh my God, look what he did! Oh, that's good. Oh, we got the great guy. I I haven't felt that way, and uh, I, I think for them to be a a, a good team. They got to be better offensively and, and, and score, start scoring touchdowns instead of kicking field goals. Amen to that, Jim Moore. Because they're not doing diddly poo, squat, or whatever Jim Moore <laughs> say back in the day. That's what hell Jim Moore said diddly poo, squat. All right, shout out to Yoshi. He said, I love the press is cooking DA now, too. Yeah, they get, the press is going to, the, the press is cooking them because you're cooking them. They're not going to go against you. When it's over, when it's an overwhelming sentiment like this, a lot of them are not going to go against you. They're not going to form a wall around the man. They're not going to stand with them. Now, in the past, they would have guys that would placate. They would have guys that would make excuses for these dudes and protect them because they had relationships in these press rooms with these people. So they felt like they had a loyalty to them. But really, your loyalty should be to the people that you write them articles to. That's what it really should be in telling them the truth and keeping it real. That's how it, that's how it really should go. Not protecting these other guys. If they ha- they're not handling their business. Listen, nobody is outside of the realm of accountability. You got me? Even some of these people, these, ro- these whack-ass politicians, part of the unit gangs that operate throughout the country, none of these people are above accountability one way or the other you're going to pay for what you're doing so they're not above that so if the people and and listen let me say this family i was checking out uh one of my uh, something came across my feed is my dog uh, rashad and dave at the pmp camp they team on four right now they got something going like if the team is on six in a couple of weeks they're gonna they're gonna have a march on the on the Panthers headquarters. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but you know what I'm saying. I love to hear that because that means that you're making these bastards be accountable for what they're doing here. You're not gonna just sit up here and take money from the people and not give them something for what they paying for. Because like I've always said, you paying for everything. You paying them people. You pay for the lights in those buildings. They don't pay rent on these buildings. They don't pay. They, they get tax breaks. They get all this stuff. That's why they're richer than they get all this kind of old stuff. You, you The least you can do is you're going to take all that and not even cut us a check for the taxpayer money that going to building these buildings for private enterprise. The least you can do is win. So when I come a calling and I tell you, listen, man, if you don't put a better product on this field, then we are going to do this. We're going to do that then you should want to listen to what we got to say because we done gave you everything, man. You're going to show up and you're going to represent or there'll be consequences, economically speaking. So it's good to see a lot of the people around us get on code with this, man. 
the, the Carolina Panthers people getting on cold, man. They finally had enough of just sitting up there watching them do whatever they want to do, man. You can't do that, man. That's why I always give a shout-out to all of the great hoodats from back in the day, the ones that had the bags on their heads and the ones that was called. The Aints wasn't called, and I keep always say this during the show, the Aints wasn't the title that was given to the, this team by outsiders. The Aints was given to them by the, the family members that supported the team. And they started not supporting these people. They started taking the money away from them. They started not supporting them and doing all this other kind of stuff. So in the end, what what ended up happening was this that that all stopped, and they were forced to comply. It was forced to like, man, we better do something. They getting mad out there. And then you got Mickey Loomis running around here, you know, and ducking and hiding like this last summer. They were ducking and hiding from people. They they were supposed to do press conferences. They wouldn't do the press conferences. <laughs> That's because of the pressure of the who that nation is for real. And see, if you go all out for us, we'll go all out for you. Don't ask me to come to these buildings and support this team, and you're not going to turn out an effort. You're not going to play with us like that. We serious. We're not taking that crap. And that's the energy that we putting out here. And they might have some milk toast people out there. Whatever they do, I'm going to follow them. I'm going to follow them. You go ahead and do that. You go ahead and follow them into the volcano. You do that. But for the rest of us, we're going to stand up and we're going to say we deserve better then this bull crap. It is no reason why in the world the Saints should be 500 right now. That's stupid. That's dumb and that's garbage. And now the Saints are like a one-point underdog, a one-and-a-half-point underdog to the Patriots who got plastered by the Cowboys last week. Why? Because nobody believed that the Saints going to score touchdowns, something they're getting paid to do. I just don't get it, man. But Dennis Allen says, no changes. Thank you, Yoshi, for that. This one for you, bro. I wanna say thank you, thank you very much. Picking me up and me back to this one. Good to see a lot of these people doing this, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. The Carolina Panthers people tired of all that losing. I told you, man, they they just want to take your money and then you just sit back and let stuff. We ain't playing that. We're not playing that with these sports teams. We're not playing that with these bureaucrats out here. We're gonna make you. Do what you're supposed to do. You're not going to get away with all the stuff that you've been getting away with. We're going to be on your back. So, I mean, that's what we. That's how we got to be in this new age moving forward because they don't, they're running everything into the ground. We got to lift it up and take control. We got to be back. We got to take our place. We've been placating too much. So when these people come with this bull job, we got to check them on it. So a lot of the sports reporters, credit to them, they're rocking with you now because they can't go against that energy. They can't. It'll be a foolhardy endeavor. Anyway, appreciate y'all on that. Let's keep it going, man. Let's move on into the next thing right here. And speaking of bull job, let's let's hear what uh, Dennis Allen got to say during this uh, press conference. We're gonna listen to what some of his thoughts of. You'll put one in the chat if y'all can hear, man. That's just the team this week. I mean, I know you're not gonna tell us everything you tell the team, but like, kind of what what are you gonna say to a pretty established mindset of this game? Yeah, I'm not gonna get into the Good job of 
positive and, and uh, we know what's going to be difficult. So um, I won't get into too much, you know, in terms of what the exact message is. That's what we're going to say. Yeah, just establish ground game and kind of the point you all want to go. Everybody keep the offense as a whole. tell you something, man. My goodness, man. Here we go. Yeah, and, and, and you know, I'm saying there was a point in the game where, you know, we, we did get the ball 
Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com slash holiday. Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com slash holiday. enough of that man that's enough of that the cleanup man in direct effect yeah i saw it on sano no what are you doing in the background but it wasn't the best sound for a press conference but man i just i listen and i know i'm uh, giving a little levity to the who that nation out there thrown the willie d the cleanup man <laughs> Uh, it's it's like you. Why you playing that, man? Because Dennis Allen, that comes from Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen said we got to clean that up. That's one of his favorite press conference things after a loss is we got to clean that up. So shout out to I think it was uh, Nola East. Shout out to Nola East. He came up with the term the king, the cleanup man in the chat. And I said, bro, that is perfect, man. So I can't take credit for that, man. So I had to say. <laughs> 
So I was thinking, man, I was like, man, they had a, I remember Willie D had a song a long time ago called The Cleanup Man. Now, I don't, I don't remember watching that video. I remember the song from the radio, but I didn't know nothing about that guy dancing around with that Soul Train outfit on. I ain't know nothing. <laughs> Why is he dancing like that? But anyway, that's Dennis Allen's new nickname. He's the cleanup man because he always talking about we got to clean this up. So, and he got a lot of cleaning up to do. To be honest with you, man, I'm a hit <laughs> it. Y'all terrible, man. Y'all see that old Soul Train fashion ass outfit, man. I'm her girlfriend. She might call me fan or friend, but I'm the cleanup man. Go, go. Now, the thing, the funny part about it is the weird movements is weird, but the, the what's really weird, the dude looked like Zion, first of all. It's weird. It's just really eerie. He kind of looked like a baby Zion, but he's doing that for a video, and he's in somebody's living room, and the dude zooming in and out. He couldn't do that shit in the club somewhere, you know what I'm saying? Somewhere where it looks weird, like he's standing and making these weird movements in somebody's living room. You know, that was a cheap-ass video, man. That, I ain't, <laughs> that was terrible. That was an awful video. All right, y'all terrible, man, for more to see that, man. All right, so anyway, let's keep it going, man. Let's move into this next one here, man. And there he go the man himself, Mickey Loomis, and then we got Derek, Derek Carr after this. But let's hear what the old Mixter had to say about this. Here we go. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Saints Hour. Mike Haas here with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis. And Mickey, I was reminded by several who dads over the last couple of days, you know, hey, the sky's not falling. It is October 3rd. We haven't even had our first cold front yet. You know, it's this is way early, two and two. You know, there's only 18 games. I get it. Every loss is tough. And it feels to me, and th- that's the question, that it's really more about the way the last two losses have been and not just the fact that they're losses. It's kind of how they happened. Yeah, look, uh, um, I thought we played, um, did some really good things in the Green Bay game. Um, we let it get away from us in the last quarter. Um I think there's some circumstances there out of our control, but but it happened. Um, last game was a little different. We didn't play well. I didn't think we played well in, in either side of the ball, and we made some mistakes that we just can't make um, and then expect to, uh, to beat a good football team. So we've got to get that corrected. And, and look, I agree that the sky is not falling, and yet we also have to act like it is falling in some degree, to some degree. And have, have a sense of urgency about um, improving, paying attention to details, and um, otherwise we're going to find ourselves in the same boat, um, you know, week after week. Now, look, shout out to Mickey Loomis for that, man. You know, because Mike Hoss tried to bring it down and try to throw cold water on what is really a flame going on here. We don't want to hear all that stuff. It's, it's, it's all this stuff and all this kind of stuff because this is carrying on from last year. See, this is don't try to cut it line and try to make it something that it isn't. See, this is carrying on from last year's inability to produce. It was hot for him last year, and what happened this year is he bought some time because 
he brought all his personnel here. The whole thing was, well, he was not comfortable with these, whatever, or however it was. Now the majority, a lot of these coaching decisions, he has a lot of his personnel on the defensive side of the ball. He has the quarterback that he drafted that he's comfortable with. Four years, $150-something million. Michael Thomas is healthy. Chris Olave's healthy. Rashid Shahid's here. Elvin's back. Taysom Hill is there. You got weapons out the wazoo. Why are we two and two? That's all I want to hear. But nobody's telling you anything. They're not telling. Well, well, they are telling you we're not going to change it. We ain't changing nothing. You know, we're not going to change nothing. But Mickey's saying, listen, even though it is like that, we got to have a sense of urgency, which is what Dennis Allen should be operating with right now. But like I told you before, a guy that's not used to winning anything or didn't have a long or a like a, a winning during an entire season, like you have a Matt LaFleur or a Kyle Shanahan. We talking about guys that's not on that upper level with the Andy Reeds, the Tomlins, the Belichicks. But these next level guys, the second or third tier guys, they have success in the in the NFL. They've won games. They've won double digit total several years. You know, their teams are competitive every year. So we have a guy that that's never done that before. He has no experience with that. So I, I don't really, I'm not surprised when I hear what he says in these interviews or how he reacts to this. What, what else is he supposed to do? I mean, you know, you, if you, if you, my mindset is if you're a guy like that who never won it at that level, you would want to kind of bring in personnel around you that did. Like, what am I missing here? Even Sean Payton did that. When Sean Payton would bring in people, old coaches, you never even heard of guys that were retired and people will say, well, coach, who is this guy you bringing in here? Oh, such and such. Oh, he's just a pair of eyeballs to look at what we got going on here. Even coach Payton did that. People say a lot of mess about coach Payton, but at least he had a mind to always bring wise coaches. I mean, we talking guys that had 30, 20, 30 years in college a combination of college and, and uh, the professional ranks that he would bring onto his team just to be an analyst or a consultant to look around and see what's going on with the team. You see, we had, we've seen that, we've had that before. So if you're a guy that never been there, you shouldn't have that mentality, but the guy don't even know, man. <laughs> you don't feel the sense of urgency that we are under. Even Mickey said that in the at Green Bay game. He talked about that, and this is the second time he mentioned it about having a sense of urgency. Mickey knows what time it is because he is he understands the frustrations of the who that nation that the, that they're not going to tolerate games and stuff like this because this can taint you a bit. You got to it's not how it's how the Saints are playing, which is really why people upset. It's too many resources to the team, and they looking like this a collapse in Green Bay. Oh, cute, that was car but but so Jameis is smoked meat he's chopped liver Jameis who been with the Saints for three years under Carmichael for three years know the system better than Derek Carr and he can't get you a touchdown him and Pete Carmichael together can't get you a touchdown in that Green Bay game to get you a win all he can do is have several drives of ineffective of ineffective football play and then on the last drive get you only close enough to get a 46 yard attempt for your rookie ass kicker of course, he missed it. You walked out of there, thought you was going to sneak a win out of there. Then the next game, worse than that game. You let Baker Mayfield, my bad, Baker Montana, 
Baker Starbuck, Baker Cunningham, Baker Moon, going in and, and put 26, whatever it was, up on the Saints, scrambling around, throwing the ball like he <laughs> – like he, I thought Baker went into a time machine to his days of Oklahoma during the Heisman year and came out and said, hey, it's me. It's just a, it's just ridiculous. But Mickey, shout out to Mickey Loomis, man. He understands what urgency is. Mickey's been here for years. He understands what this is. Trust me, he does. And his team has to resemble that. They have to resemble that mentality of having a uh, a feel of urgency. Last year, I told y'all we had this situation happen with the team last year. None of them players was doing player only meetings. I'm like, if they're if they can't get in, on code with the coaches, the players, the veteran players should be having player-only meetings. Not one of those happened. Like I said, they was coming out with these kumbaya-ass speeches. Oh, y'all just rock with us. We're going to rock with you into the volcano. That's what we're going to do. We're going to all roll off the side of the cliff together happily. Kumbaya right off into the cliff, into the water. Huh? We sitting here saying the same thing over and over again, and we not that people are not going to tolerate that, man, this year. You're not going to tolerate the team looking like this. So shout out to Mickey. Let's finish this, man. Hold on, y'all. All right, we're going to get back to Mickey in a second. Let's tune this up again. But it, it, it's ridiculous, man. Well, Mickey Lewis, he feels a sense of urgency. We understand as an organization we need to do better and, and be better, man. No doubt about it. I understand that. This, this is not, this is not some... Um, um, deep secret. secret. Um, we, we understand what needs to be done and we're going to go about uh, attacking that and see if we get it corrected. I guess that's kind of the, 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 the question is diagnosing what we just talked about, right? Maybe that's, you know, and then addressing it. When you look at your offense or your defense, whatever, whatever you choose, uh, the things that are fixable, right? And I hate to use the word fixable because that's probably a bad word to use, but better execution in the red zone. It's, it's, it is the, if it was just one thing like sacks or penalties, you know, that's different, but it, it is, it's never the same thing. So I guess there are things out there offensively and defensively that can be worked on. And I hate to use the word again, fixed, but that's what it is during the week. Yeah, I, look, it would be much easier if it was one thing that we needed to correct and, and uh, one area that we needed to correct. But I think, you know, each week it's been something a little different. It's not any one player, one position group, or one thing. It's been uh, just a culmination of, of some other things. And uh, um, we understand that. But it gets back to, hey, do your job, do just your job, and do it well, and then everything will come together. And so... I think, I think that's, that's the message more than anything else is let's, let's, let's each of us do our job uh, to the best of our ability and the end result will um, be what we desire. Especially when it comes to something like tackling, we've, we kind of focused a lot on the offense. I thought that Tyron Matthew after the game said, and this, I'm just quoting, he said, he said, we're falling back into some of the patterns where we think someone else is going to make the tackle. And that's, you know, that's that is – you know, that's, that's stuff that can be worked on during the week. And that's, that's, that's exactly what you want to avoid. But, I mean, he, he kind of said it. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on prize picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. 
Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, yeah um... Look, look I, I, I think we've, we've, we've played, played some really good defense, defense for the, the most part, part during... Um, during, During these four, four games, games I, I, felt I felt like we had, had a couple lapses in the last six quarters that have really hurt us. Uh, we had some penalties that have really hurt us. Um, at really inopportune times um, over the last couple of games. And so we just have to be aware of that. We have to not put ourselves in that position um, where we can have a critical you know, mistake at a critical point in time. And so I look, our players and coaches understand that. Um, and I'm really confident they'll get that corrected. We were speaking with the Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Lewis. The Saints go on the road for back-to-back weeks. In fact, it's four straight weeks against the AFC at New England this Sunday, then at Houston, then back home for a Thursday night game on the short week and back on the road to Indianapolis. We'll step aside, take a break, talk more with Mickey Lewis on the back side. This is the Saints Hour on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. We are back here on the Saints Hour, Mike Hoss, along with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Lewis. And Mickey, typically early on in NFL seasons, we do see defenses a little ahead of offenses at the start of the year. And if you Kind of take, take away Miami, and they're always going to be skewed because it's a 70-point effort. Buffalo, San Fran, Dallas. And you have the drop-off after that from an offensive standpoint. You have 13 teams. So 41% of your teams out there are averaging 20 points or less. It feels like it's the defense being out of the offense is more pronounced this year than at least I can remember. Yeah, I, I look. I really, I really haven't spent a lot of time uh, looking, looking at, at that yet. Um, but, you know, historically, you're, you're right. Typically, the offenses are a little uh, slower at, at the front end of the season, and, and they kind of catch up to the defense and, and uh, produce more points as the season goes along. So um, hopefully that's, that's the case for us. Yeah. Is, and and is, is some, some of that, and every team's doing it, it's, it's, it's not a criticism. I'm just wondering, you're back to three uh, preseason games. Uh, and so a lot, you know, training camps are hard and, and long, and you don't want to get guys hurt. So you really don't see a lot of the starters playing 
in the preseason game. Now you, you do in these these uh, these practices, these team practices. They've been so beneficial. But some of the offenses, I mean NFL, being a little slow, maybe just is that a result of the preseason? Maybe. Well, I, I think it certainly could be. Um, and I think that's an area that we need to look at really closely. I'm talking uh, about we, the Saints. We need to look at that really closely. And you know, how are we operating during training camp? That I'm 100% with you that the practices against uh, another team during training camp are really valuable. And yet it's not exactly game situation. It's not, it's not the same as a preseason game. And so it's controlled. And so we have a better, we feel better about that in terms of health and safety and, and, and preventing injuries. And yet, is it the right way to prepare um, to get a fast start on the season? It's just an area we have to look at, uh, uh, pay a lot of attention to, and uh, we will. The other than having an internet. All right, let me stop it right there, man. Um, I won't see it on the field, man. I want to see it on the field, man. I want to see it on the field. You know, I'm a results man. I'm a results man. I I, I got to see it on the field, man. I've been doing this too long, man. <clears throat> I I got to see it on the field. Uh, that's just what it is, man. We 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 got to see if they have the answers. You know, we got to see. With shout out to Rich, man. Uh, he says, "Q DA and PC still a beta trying to." Lead Elphus. All right. Thank you, bro. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Far too kind. That's what I'm talking about. Don't make me bust it again. Uh, he, he held it. Let me tell you something. That, you got to show me, man. I'm sorry. We're going to go back to that, man. You got to show me. Shout out to you, Rich. Appreciate the super chat, bro. Appreciate you. Shout out to y'all, man. Appreciate y'all building the building, man. I've seen too much of this, man. Been doing, been, been a Saints man for 30 plus years. Been doing this stream for years, man. Been doing this for years, man. Been seeing, seeing all kind of football from these people. I didn't heard it all. I done covered, I don't know how many of these press conferences and interviews over the years, enough to choke up a, a, a legion of horses, how much we done dealt with it. It just has to, we got to show it. They got to show us what time it is. And <clears throat> listen, I like Carr. I'm going to be honest, which I, I do like Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr got a lot, a lot to learn. I think his best times are ahead of us. Um, it was a bad idea to put Carr in the game for that last matchup. That was... Uh, that was a dumb move by a coach that don't know how to win. I mean, that, that don't see the long picture, the long game. That wasn't a smart move to put Carr in the game, you know. And he says he feels no pain in his arm after having his arm in the sling after the Green Bay game. And he says, oh, I'm good now. Well, that was before or after they shot it up with the Carter zone. <laughs> I mean, listen, man. You 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 gotta you gotta fill this out, man. You can't put you gotta play the best guy for the job. And Carr wasn't the guy like the the last matchup. Of course, he'll be the guy this game. 
But you got to lean on the guys that you got behind them to make plays. And of course, they all got to get it together. Arguing about whose fault is it between Carmichael or Carr don't make a difference. It don't make a difference. Whether he's calling plays that they're not sync in with or whether he's not, the, the players are not executing the plays is a non-factor. Both of those things are, are correct. You know, it's like, it's, 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 that's just a stupid argument. We got to focus on the, 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 the goal at hand that they both need to work together. It's two halves trying to make a hole. You can't have, <clears throat> you can't have success unless the play caller in the guy that's throwing the ball, the quarterback on the same page. That's the bottom line. That's what, that's what any and everything. So we, we, we they got to show me, man. We got They got to show me, man. They really do. And I'm sorry. I, and I'm a guy, man. I've given the Saints a lot of leeway. I know Mickey Loomis is the general manager. I know he's saying, listen, we got to do this because Mickey, that's his guy. He, he is rocking with him and you got to support him. But you got to tell, though, if you listen to Mickey's verbiage, the last two interviews he's done, especially the, the interview last week, he was really hitting on. He was like, gotten in, he's, you know, we got to show some heart. We got to have a, a, a show of urgency. And it's not about people talking about or uh, panicking or whatever. No, no, no. You got to have some urgency because you have what they de- deem as a soft schedule. Maybe the Titans are a playoff team on a, on a fringe if you want to look at it, but none of these other teams that we played over the last three weeks are teams that you would consider playoff teams. They're not. And for you to get knocked off against the Titans, I mean, the, the, uh, the Buccaneers, and then lose the game like you did with Green Bay, it definitely, you got to pull the alarm how you lose in these games, man. Seriously. So uh, we'll see how it all goes, man. But you heard what uh, the man said. They got to show me. So let's go. Let's move on to the, the Derek Carr thing, man. Here's here's Carr and what he had to say today. You know what we're capable of. You know, it's easy when it gets hard, you know, um, and especially early in the season. It's easy to let it beat you up. And uh, but D.A. did a great job of leading us uh, today and reminding us, you know, that we still have every everyone and what it takes um, to accomplish what we want. Let's just talk, let's just do the things better that we talked about. And today at practice, we did those things better. So uh, hopefully that leads to more success on Sunday. Derek, when you went uh, back and looked at the tape, just uh, those misses with Chris and uh, when you were kind of looking at it, was it, were you like, all right, there's some opportunities we probably missed that we could have you know, hit him for some big plays? Or is there what Tampa was running? What was kind of the reason why you and Chris probably couldn't connect on a lot of, big, a lot of those, those targets? Uh, yeah, I mean, we threw one to the end zone and, they did a great job of getting a hand in there. Uh, the one on the sideline, uh, I was expecting one thing, and he he, he did something, so we, we cleaned that up. No, 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 no. He got a hand in there because you underthrew him. He had to wait on the ball in the end zone. We did the film work on that. I was like, why? He laid the ball out. If you would have put that ball ahead of Chris Olave, that was a touchdown in that end zone. He underthrew him. That's why Lobby had to stop. He had to slow down to adjust to the ball and that allowed Winfield to catch up to him. He, he underthrew him in the end zone. He was able to get his hand in there. No, no, brother, you better go and look at that film. Yeah, he, yeah, he got to clean that up. No, bro. No, you got to clean it up. You got to take the onus. No, it's on you. You the QB. Put the ball, and that's not just the only bad throw he had. He had several poor throws. The fullback throw out the backfield when he, with the fullback cycling out the backfield toward the left end zone. I mean, uh, sideline. He threw the ball above his head. 
he had to reach out to try to get the ball. And Prentice is not going to catch a pass like that. He's not known to be that type of, what do you think, he's use check or somebody? He's not going to catch that type of ball when you laid it. There were several other plays where he either overthrew people or threw behind them. Like one of the plays he went to Michael Thomas, the ball was at least a foot from Thomas, and Thomas had to slide down, reaching back. Chris Olave did. It's just ridiculous, man. He was all over the place with his with his with his throwing in that game. And I'm not mad at Carr because I understand what was going on. Carr wasn't all there, man. You can see it all in his eyes, man. He was he, it was a play like we slowed down the film and showed the pocket was good. Carr had plenty of time to play when he took that sack. He had all kind of time. He had checked. He had a guy in front of him. He had the check down that was there. And he looked beyond that and was just holding on to the ball. And then the guy sacked him. I was like, man, what is you doing? The guy wasn't ready to play. He wasn't all there. His pass, passes sail, pass behind. He had a few passes where he was on time. But a lot of passes that he usually was, would make, he could he didn't make. He wasn't ready for that game. That was a bad decision to put that man in that type of position. You should have had the other guy to go in it. That's what we have backups for. So, like I said, man, it was it was the tape don't lie, man. You know, we study film. We know about film over here. We do this over here. So let, let's go back to old car, man. We got better there. Uh, sorry. Um, WGNO. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, the one to Mike, you know, we cleaned that up. We talked about it. We did better today. Uh, you know, before even practice started, I was like, well, I got to fix that before we even get on to what we're doing this week, <laughs> you know. So um, we we did get better, uh, but it's still frustrating because it cost us a couple plays we felt in the game. Um, but we're moving forward and excited about this week. I know it's, um, this may be an obvious question, but, but how important is it to get him involved in, and get those? I mean, Chris? Yeah, with Chris. Oh, I mean, it's we, look. We want to get everybody involved, and sometimes there's going to be games like I've said from the beginning that he's going to have a lot of catches, and there's going to be games that he doesn't, and there's going to be games where other guys have them, and this and that. And we're on the same page in our room that you know there's going to be no frustration, there's going to be no uh, selfishness in that kind of sense. I don't never sense that, still haven't sensed any of that from any of our guys. And so, whenever we have that, everyone understands that. They're going to do some teams are going to try and take some guys away, especially this team that we play this week. They're the kings of doing that, you know. So, uh, we, we got to make sure that all, uh, you know, all our skilled guys are ready to get the ball and uh, ready to, you know, work with it when they get in their hands, no matter what. Derek, that was the exact question I was just about to ask. Is, is that a cliche with Belichick, or is it the truth that, that his specialty oh, is yeah. taking away what you like best? Yeah, they try, they try and take away what you like best. They, in other ways, they like to make you play left-handed. They, you know, they, all these different terms that are thrown around, right? And um, there's no denying his success. There's no denying what he's been able to accomplish, and being one of, if not the best coach to ever, you know, coach football. You know, and that's that's a pretty amazing statement. You know, and he he is time after time after time proven um, in every and all circumstance that he can get his guys ready to go, and you know being able to take away your best things that you do and attack what they feel are your weaknesses or things that they do great. Well, I was going to say, I'm sure it's oversimplified to say, look, Tampa Bay decided to stay over the top, keep these deep receivers from making the big plays they were making routinely in the first three weeks. I'm sure there's counter punches to that because teams can't just take away players like Chris Olave. But, I mean, how yeah. how much do you guys need to demonstrate that, that 
a counterpunch to that if teams are going to take that approach. Yeah, there's definitely different ways to do it. And again, we still had a couple opportunities, even though they are doing that. You just don't have as many opportunities when teams are trying to do that. You know, it just limits the amount of chances that that can happen, right? And so um, there's always a time or two in a game, uh, depending on how teams are playing, that you have an opportunity. You got to make sure you, you try and hit them. You want to hit them all. It's tough to do that far down the field, but we're going to do our best to try and do it. Did you play a Belichick defense last year? Did I? Uh, yeah, we yeah we did. How'd you do? Um, I think I think we won the game. Yeah, you won. If I remember correctly, <laughs> yeah. uh, that that means nothing today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you threw a game tying touchdown in the last minute, and then there was that weird thing right. overtime. Oh, okay, yeah, Chandler, Chandler <laughs> caught it. Ran it. Not overtime, the end of the game. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah. Oh, regulation. I'm not gonna lie. As soon as you said it, I remembered the game, but I forgot that that's how it ended. But yeah, yeah this <laughs> that has nothing to do with this week. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying you have played against that defense, so you understand. Multiple times. Yeah, yeah. I've practiced against them last year in training camp. Uh, my rookie year played them and played them, I think, two or three more times after that, you know. And so I know the challenge and I know going to bed that night, I will be extremely exhausted mentally. Uh, you know, it's taxing on your mind. There's a lot of things to, to handle, but I'm excited for that challenge. Anytime you get a chance to get to go, to go against the best, you know, um, you know, it's, it's a fun opportunity. Uh, but, yeah, it's mentally taxing uh, of a day for sure. When you are. Uh... You said no selfishness, no finger pointing, no frustration, things like that. Is that because you're a veteran who's been there and done that, and Pete's a guy who's been here? I mean, DA's fielding questions about changing play callers, and everybody yeah. on TV's talking about what's wrong. Is maybe because of the fact that you've been here, done that through tough times before, not here, but in the league, yeah. maybe kind of a little bit calming? Yeah, I've been through tougher times than than this, you know. <laughs> you know, the, we're going to be all right. And we got the right kind of people, I think, is where it starts with. It's a it's a, it's a people business, you know, and you got to have the right kind of people. We have the right kind of people in the room. Um, uh, we have people that know what they're doing. We have people that want to do it right and they can do it right. And so, um, you know, we want to get back on track just as bad as everybody uh, wants us to. Uh, and we know what we're capable of. So the best thing is we just go out there and try and prove it again this Sunday, you know, and uh, make the corrections from what we've talked about make our adjustments and things like that, but we have the right people, that's for sure. Yeah, if you can get the, the run game going, what does that do for the offense as a whole? Yeah, well, that makes teams play a little bit differently, you know, uh, and things like that. So uh, anytime you can get the run game going, uh, that's always – that and a good defense always the quarterback's best friend. I know you guys only actually had a couple snaps in the red zone kind of at the end of some of those yeah. drives, but just finishing drives in general, has that been – a big talking point for the offense? I think it's a big talking point, you know, for a lot of teams right now. And uh, we're one of them. But I think we just – we know we need to do uh, – we've shown that we can do it, and then we've shown that we're just inconsistent. So I think the word consistency on, okay, good day today, but what's it going to look like tomorrow? You know, can we be consistent uh, enough to study and do the right things, not only today, but tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, until game day, you know. And so Oh, yeah. Now, listen, man. And the part of it is, too, as well, because I think he'll get better. I think he'll get better eventually. I just feel like um, when we deal with Derek Carr, uh, it, it's not just it's we got to throw all the factors in there because you're not wrong about Carr. You're not wrong about the the the, the play calling. You're not wrong about the offensive line. You're not wrong about none of this stuff, though, you know. 
All of that is correct answers. All of that. The Derek Carr needs a running game. He really does. He doesn't know enough of the playbook to be using him to throw as much as the Saints are. He needs a running game. Saints have not given Derek Carr a running game. I think he looks different if he had a running game. This would be the same thing for most quarterbacks. You give them a running game, you'll see a more balanced quarterback because you're not putting all of the onus of the offense on top of his shoulders. You know, and like I said, uh, I know the guy wants to play. He wants to win. I believe he wants to win. I, I, I really do believe he wants to win. I really do think that. I don't think he's a losing ass quarterback. I think he's a good quarterback. But I do understand people. I do understand schematics. I do understand circumstances and how you are not supposed to put certain people at certain times under certain circumstances. You're supposed to know your personnel, KYP. If you're a head coach, you're supposed to know your personnel. See, these are people. These are people with emotions and everything. See, most sometimes we just get trapped up in the fact that they're football players, but they also have emotions. They do also have pressures and things that they can handle. Some people can handle more than others can. It, uh, it's just how it goes. And as a head coach, you have to have a feel for each one of your players that you have in there. You got to see when they're struggling and you got to be able to adjust. You got to be able to make the right decision at the right time. That's how this works. And I do believe that Derek Carr is a good quarterback. I really do think that. But he's not good enough right now to put the entire onus of the offense on his shoulders. They need to give him a running game. They have to give him a running game. The moment the saints do that, that offense will start to move. This is, this is not like, well, what do we need to do? You need to learn how to run the ball again. Well, how do we do that? You go back to fundamentals. You look at the tape and see what's going on there. And then you go, you, Break it all down. You go back to fundamentals and you build it back up on right on the on the on the shore, the concrete, the rocks that it belong in, as opposed to the sand. I mean, that's that's what happens. If it's not working, you tear it all down and you begin again. Fundamentals, you go back to you go back to fundamentals. It's not working. You don't have all these. You have all these in, incredibly skilled people. But I've said this before because I've we've seen this before. You can have an uber-talented team, and they'll be losing. Why? Because it's not all about talent. You got to know what to do with the talent. You have to have structure. You have to have an organization with structure, and you have to have these people on code within that said organization. That's what's going on here. So all these platitudes about uh, cleaning it up and doing this, that, and a third, that's easier said than done for people who appear to not know what they need to do. You go back to basics and you start again. Learn how to run the football. That's what it come down to, fam. He doesn't know enough to carry this offense by himself. And a lot of times you see the Saints having this guy in a shotgun. I'm seeing a lot of shotgun with Carr. You know, not so much a lot of the plays under center. A lot of times they want to give him some, uh, you know, some extra room to kind of go through his progressions. But what good is that if he's holding on to the ball because he's looking downfield, looking to get the deep shot because he's a gunslinger as opposed to doing the smart thing and just taking what the defense give you. And eventually they'll give you an opportunity to get upfield. 
This football 101, man. Football, none of this stuff is complicated, fam. It came from playground. It came from the playground. Children running around. It came from the playground. Men who start making millions of dollars start naming it and these funny old plays and calling it this, but it's all simple. It's all very simple. They muddy it up to make it sound complex, but it's very simple. The same thing they do on the playground is the same thing they do in these billion-dollar stadiums. It's football 101. You go back to football 101. You learn how to run the football, and you get your play action going. Once you do that, you're going to start seeing some type of success because at least that will give your quarterback an opportunity not to have all of the offense on his back. So it's it's just one of these things, man. So. All these guys sitting around in the building saying we need to do this, that, and the third. Run the ball, please. Learn how to run the ball again, please. Please learn how to run the ball. So I don't have to play uh, Willie D is the cleanup man and all this kind of stuff after all these plays. So, you know, shout out to all y'all, man. Appreciate y'all being in the building. I'm not going to hold y'all too long, man. Uh, Listen, man, listen. We're going to have, I got a show coming up, uh, the preview stream tomorrow. Uh, show out there the patreon family members and our youtube uh, members seeing the show it's up there for them to see and i think it'll air tomorrow at five it's the breakdown the preview stream of the saints and the pats preview breakdown i had boston globe uh new england patriot writer uh mr christopher to chime in with us uh christopher price to chime in with us uh and break down the pats man been covering the people for 19 years he knows his squad and we had a really good conversation in the breakdown there, man. So we, we probably going to have that air tomorrow sometimes for the preview stream for some of the family members out there. But listen, man, it's I, I, like I said, this is going to be interesting to see where they are. And I, and like I said, I've, I hear all of these things, fam, like y'all hearing it, like what you're going to do. Well, we got to do. And it's not it's, it's all generalities. We not you know, they're, they're not going to get specific because they don't want to feel like they can give away something. But listen. It ain't nothing that you think you're going to hold back that Bill Belichick don't already know what he's going to do. And that's the biggest obstacle right there is Bill Belichick. The matchup of Bill Belichick versus Dennis Allen is, is you know, that's a huge. <laughs> that's a huge matchup. And Bill Belichick is pissed. His team got shellacked by the Cowboys a Sunday afternoon. He's upset. And uh, he, what was it? I think uh, Dennis Allen said that in the, in the conference call just a few minutes ago when we played that, that he's like 70 plus percent after games where he gets, you know, when he loses. And I think it's one of the, lo- the worst losses that he's had in his career. And that's pretty, that's pretty stern. That's pretty amazing. You know, with Bill Belichick with all the stuff that he's done. But it's real interesting, man. It's like that's who that's who you have a, a, a football genius that you're going up into his building with a referee staff <laughs> that penalizes. <laughs> so you got an uphill battle with the with everything, you know, so looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season. Test your skills on prize picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players. 
pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And it's just interesting, man. We're going to see how it all moves. But this is going to be a huge order, man, to be honest with you. Jasper says, hey, Q, the Saints should have known Pete wasn't good when when Sean didn't bring him to Denver like he did some of our other coaches. Well, I mean, eventually, if you let Pete Carmichael go, he's going to end up with Sean Payton. No doubt about it. Thank you for your super chat. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Far too kind. So shout out to you. Thank you for that, Jasper. Appreciate you. Uh, Quavadia says Belichick's going to put the the bracket coverage on Olave. Hold hold you to underneath past the Saints. We have to uh, have the middle of the field this week. Hopefully Pete will do that. It's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be a interesting matchup, man, schematically speaking. Paul says, okay, the Saints need to throw a new wrinkle with tailback Merriweather in the run game-wise for Sunday. Merriweather's not on the team, uh, Uncle Paulie. Merriweather's not on the team, my friend. Uh, they, they, uh, he's not on the uh, uh, he's not on the team no more. A crusher says I went on. Uh, he was I went on Mayo show. I don't know what that is. He says right after this Sunday and stormed my truth about all this is all bad family. As long as the remnants of Peyton are in the building, we're destined to doom. Wow, man, crusher hitting them hard, man. All right, shout out to you, Slim says Belichick rarely loses back to back games. Yeah, and one of the family members, Jasper, did mention, he says, Q, the simulation said the Saints win the game. It, and see, the thing about the simulation, it throws you off because people be paying attention to the score. Don't pay attention to the score. That simulation that we ran on the channel is perfect. What I mean by perfect is the score is irrelevant. How they, you know, is picking the winner and the loser. Week one and two, it picked the Saints to win. Weeks three and four, it picks the Saints to lose. So up to four weeks right now, the simulation is perfect. It's picked perfect. And then week five simulation had, I think it was yesterday, picked the Saints to beat the Patriots. So we'll see if the simulation, uh, it goes off its rails this week here because, yeah, it's going to be very interesting as well. All right. No, 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 Barbara. It's uh we we covered it here. Let me see if I could put that on the screen. They got this guy right here that'll be operating uh the what's his name? Um what's the referee? Kemp. Alex Kemp. He'll be the referee for the Saints in games with the he officially officiated Saints games. They're three and two. The Patriots are four and one. And according to John Sigler, he's saying they average 20 penalties. 
her game, the, the crew, the officiating crew. And he says they have also had more penalties dismissed. However, they have called more penalties fouls against visitors, nine and a half, which leads the league. Then the home team, 6.3. So he also astutely makes mention of Kemp's crew penalized teams more often. False starts, three per game, and then holdings. So the Saints will have to be very disciplined in this matchup when they face off against the Patriots. So it's going to be interesting, man, uh, to see how it all shakes and goes. But it's an offense, man, over the last two games that's put up one touchdown, man. It's, this is this is not good. So uh, Quincy says, oh, what's up, Quincy? What are, uh, what are ways we can be more creative with this offense? Detroit and San Diego have success with the same offense. Yeah, they got different people in the building that know how to utilize said talent. Like, like I've often talked about decoying Kamara. Like you, if you got Elvin Kamara in there, you, you know, you can move them around the field, decoy, but you got so many different people that you can utilize uh, with the Saints. There's so many different moving parts, so many different weapons that the Saints have. Like the Taysom plays, like when they put Taysom in the game, Taysom had a lot of reps running in and out of there for Carr when he wasn't looking good in the, in the Bucks matchup. And it's like, to me, man, listen, the Taysom Hill play, I don't I listen, man. There was Taysom had a, a chance, like one of the plays that he was out there. He was in a shotgun. Taysom went through his progressions, looked to the right, seen two wide receivers that were open. We covered it on the film work. Taysom looked at him, and I and I I don't remember if he pumped fake toward the direction, but he looked at him and then he just took took the ball on and tried to run and he didn't get like a gain of one yard, if anything. So I'm like, if if they still and I had these hopes, like for the Taysom Hill play package, it is 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 it could be so much better if the dude would be more of a quarterback in there, like if he would throw the ball because they're not expecting that. The defenses are not expecting Taysom Hill a quarterback when he comes in there. Ninety nine percent of the time, they know it's going to be a run play. He comes in there and, and that's what it is. If he would actually, in some of the plays that he's in there, learn to throw the ball, sometimes it would make his plays a lot more dangerous because it would balance the set. You wouldn't know if he's passing or, 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 or if he's running. Because, listen, if Taysom Hill is in there, they're going to line up on that line of scrimmage for Taysom. And usually more, not, more times than not, You'll have single you'll have single matchups with those wide receivers, and we know our wide receivers can get off against those cornerbacks. So it's just th- little things like that. Like if you're gonna run the Taysom Hill package, balance the some gun, you know, balance it, you know, actually have him to learn certain plays. And I've said this before: at least four or five passing plays that he learns really good, and then you cycle through those plays with him either choosing to run or pass. Balance the pat that will really help our offense too. When we having these struggle sets with <laughs> struggle sets with Carr when he gets out there, and the reason why I really do think it's a combination of different things. And when you talk about uh, quarterback uh, quarterback play um, uh, play calling from Pete, uh, the offensive line, all this stuff is you you're right, and I've said that before. All you are all right when you talk about quarterbacks, offensive line, all this stuff. You guys are right. It all is bad. So it's just one of those things where everybody's got to get on code and they got to get fundamental and they've got to grow a pair of balls. I mean, bottom line, man, because this team is playing like a team, offensively speaking, 
they don't have no courage. They lay down. There's not. There's, it's no fight in them. It's like it's especially with the offensive line. A lot of them offensive line guys are not. They don't have any scrap in them. It appears. Like I told you, it takes it take attitude to run block, man. You don't just get out there and it's a, it's a just a like you walking up and down the street. You just walking your dog. No, it takes attitude to run block, man. Like I'm gonna maul this guy out of the way. It's a will versus will game. It's no, it don't matter if you got two big human beings matching up against each other, man. What makes me better than that guy over there is the will. If he can have all the attributes in the world, but if he ain't ready to play today and his mind ain't right and mine is, I'm going to beat that guy, man. It's a will versus will thing. And the Saints are not, they're, they're each team that comes in here, and we talk about the defense style offensive line, the willpower is on the other side. They're just doing whatever they want. We've got to have a more dominant will when we when we move that ball. It takes attitude to be a to run mall people, man. It really does. And that's what a lot of the offensive linemen prefer, like to run block, because it's easier than pass blocking. You put your damn hands on the guy in front of you and you push him out of the way. That's how it, that it, it, that's that's pretty much what it is in a nutshell. And it takes will, it takes heart, and it takes attitude to do this and we're not seeing we're not seeing it we hear pinning who's a young offensive lineman who's going to be good in the future tell us that hey man guess what uh you know i have a little confidence issues dude please man miss me with that bro let me ask you a question did you have confidence issues when you was cashing that check or was you <laughs> did you was you feeling a little unconfident when you cashed that check when you went there and bought that house, did you, you feel a little shaky on that? Oh, no, man. It was the same damn way you felt when you cashed that check and you did whatever you did with that paper. That's the same attitude you bring in here when you maul in that big defensive lineman in front of you. You know, and really, he has the most nasty temperament of all of those guys because they have a nice guy set. We need to discover the mean streets again and start pushing on and, and do this, man. That's what we, I don't know how, Doug Marone and all these guys, they got to figure that out, man. That's what they're getting paid the big bucks for, bro. That's what they're getting paid the big bucks to do. All right, so anyway, man, you know, I've said that. We got to go, it's simple, fam. It ain't take all of this stuff. Just go back to running the football. Run the ball and take the pressure off the quarterback. Set up the play action. You know, that'll help out the defense because the defense gets more room to rest and more time to rest. And you stay, you have these longer drives when you're out there, you're wearing their defense down. And then, you know, it's just more of a complete game when we do it that way. And we have some terrific running backs. That's the cold-blooded part is that we have some terrific running backs back there. Elvin Kamara, Kendra Miller, Tony Jones has is, is, is stepped his game up. And even Taysom Hill you can throw in there. You know, so, I mean, we have some terrific guys that can run the ball. It's a shame that we can't, that we haven't been able to get that off to where we need it to be. Ramsey says, Q, I'm tired of hearing DA talk about breaking in a new QB as an excuse. Look at Matt Stafford now and Baker Mayfield in the first year of his new. Yeah, it's, yeah. They're going to pull from where they can pull from because, you know, and, and it's, it's, a, it's, it's how it goes. Sometimes you just got to eat it. Like if you know, and this just speaks about accountability. That's that's nothing new for Dennis Allen to say, listen, uh, we need to do better. You know, and I and I and notice he turns Frenchman a lot when we get into the a situation where you is accountability is required by him to take. 
he'll say, well, I, we need to do better and me included. Well, yeah, yeah. You, I would assume that you're part of the we dynamic. I, I, I get that. But he would say, we, yeah, we need to do better and me included. Yeah, I know that. But it should be you. You should put yourself out ahead of the team, not with them. Put yourself, because you're the leader of the team. Put yourself out front the team. You take the arrows. You take the slings. You take the whatever it is, the, 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 the pies in the face, whatever you got to take. You take it because you getting paid to take it. You the you're the head coach. If you didn't want the job, you shouldn't have taken it. Took the job. You're the head coach. Put yourself out front of that team, and you take those bowls. You take those. You take all of that. You take all of that. That's accountability. You know. So I don't expect the guy. Like I said, that's a, all a part of a winning minded coach. If you got a coach that know how to win games, that's won games in the NFL. And I ain't talking about five or six games here or there. I'm talking about a guy that went through a full season, had winning records multiple years. This is not the guy. And it's a reason why he's not the guy. It's not because his teams aren't talented. It's because he's missing something. It's just truth. Not everybody's cut from the same cloth. Not everybody has the same oomph to it. They got people in this world that make it seem seamless, easy because they put the work in. It take a lot of work to do some of the things that you see these people doing. And if they're really good at it, like if you look at a guy like what a Kobe Bryant rest in peace was or Michael Jordan, some of the people you recognize as great. The one thing those people have is they put the work in. I mean, countless hours into the craft, studying, jeopardizing sleep time with their family, trying to figure out how to be better and better at what they're doing. And that's when they surpass and get to higher lengths that most people can't get to because they put all that time, all that they paid and put the cost in to do that. And that's how they were able to get that high up. And people look at that and say, wow, that's that's amazing because most people are not going to put that much time into something like that. They're just not going to do it. It's uh, so many other things they might be committed to. So it take a certain degree. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Of intelligence and the discipline to do that. Do we have that guy here? I don't know, man. I mean, a lot of people going to say no, but you're going to have to show me. Devin says our offense is too predictable and outdated. No motion, no not creative run concepts. Don't run routes across the middle. I've seen them run routes across the middle. It just the dude don't throw to them the majority of the time across the middle. We got a uh, full point three. Yeah, yeah, you got guys with speed. You got Mike. Mike was beat. Mike beat guys. Michael Thomas beats guys one on one. Chris Olave gets deep. Like we was talking about the touchdown throw that Chris that uh uh Carr where that Derek Carr was talking about where he talked about Winfield getting a hand in there. 
if like I said before, if he put that ball out ahead of Chris Olave, that was a touchdown. Then we got the Jameis play. When Jameis comes in, Cole is a cucumber and underthrows a sliding Chris Olave who's sliding to reach back to get the ball and the ball was like two or three yards from him. The guy picks it off easily. He underthrew him. Now, people saying, Q, he did that on purpose. Whether he did it on purpose or not, I don't think Jameis is going to throw a pick on, pers- on purpose because uh, he got put in a game when he couldn't affect change to the game. You know, I <laughs> I don't think he would do that. You know, so, but the the truth of the matter is he severely underthrew the man. So, I mean, that was going on. A lot of that was going on in the games, man. A lot of that was going on in the games. I got to give it to James. I don't think Jameis would go in there and purposely throw a pick. Because they put him in too late to affect the change of the game. Charles says running the football opens up everything. Even pass blocker, the, the more you pancake a D lineman, the easier. Yeah, you demoralize them. That's what it's about. And you're right, Charles. That's that's what I was saying. It's like it's a it's will. It's the battle of will. Like it's my will versus your will. Like you talk about uh home field, home field van home field advantage or don't it doesn't mean anything unless the team that's playing in there allow it to mean something. If you are, if you're in their building, you can make their building your building by dominating that team. Home field advantage really means nothing unless the team, our team allows their team to have that. And that's what it's about. It's about having the willpower to mash these teams out and be disciplined while we're doing it to not shoot yourself in the foot, which lends itself to how smart this team is. That's why I asked the family, how smart is the Saints team as a whole? If you look at the discipline of the team, all this kind of stuff. I don't know, man. We 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 got to figure this out. So, all right. T Mama says there were wasted losses. No way should have. Yeah, and we're losing to teams that's not playoff teams, and you're losing badly to these teams. The Green Bay's not a playoff team. Not even close. Look how Detroit destroyed them the next week. Detroit beat them what thirty four to twenty the next week, and Detroit looked back at the Saints and said, "This is who you was having problems with. These guys, these guys, and they had Aaron Jones." They had, uh, what's his name, the wide receiver came back. Several of their players came back for that game, and they still beat them people 34-20. to 20, And the Saints running around here with four or five of their top people going, and then they allowed them to score 18 points. And you ain't pushing up. You, you ain't saying there's no sense of urgency here, Dennis Allen? You obviously, you must not be watching the film, my friend. Watch the film and see how your team is performing. They're not looking good. They're looking clueless. Then they, they, Your $150 million quarterback is is missing he's absent you know so we shall see man we'll see we'll see yeah he he, we, he just doesn't know i'm like i said i'm not mad at at at, at any one of these guys man because i understand that it takes work to get it to work and you have to be able to be in progressive and creative and imaginative in ways and and having these little meetings with the players and understanding what we need to do Go back to fundamentals and the things that we'd like to do. And one of the things you need to do is, and I'm telling you, run the ball, have the, get the running game together. The moment you get that running game together, you're going to see that Saints team offense start to move. You messing up because you passing versus the run. And that guy doesn't know enough of the offense to put it on his shoulders right now. It's very simple. He doesn't know enough of the offense and they don't have the chemistry too, the chemistry, the timing, none of that together right now for you to put it on Carr's shoulders to be throwing as much as you've given him the ball to throw to. You need to rely on the running attack. And I, I, this is not deep because 
Elvin Kamara is probably the best player we have on this team. He's all world running back, scrimmage guy, whatever you want to call him. He's all world. Why would I not want to put the ball in his hands right now or even to my running attack so we can do what we got to do, which means our offensive line has got to get on code. Why they not running, Q, because of such and such? No, when they was hitting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the majority of the times when they did hit them up the center, they had they had some bonus yards. Some of the best runs came when they hit them up the center. When they was doing these stretch plays to the left or right against a fast defense, Tampa Bay was eating that shit up. He got a couple of times where he was able to get around that uh, corner and go north to south. But a lot of times Tampa Bay guys was there stopping the Saints on that stuff. You know, so like I said, it takes the Saints to have to get it together. They're going to have to get them people mind right and get that running attack going, man. So anyway, with that being said, let me get on the body here, man. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. For tonight's show, man. Shout out to everybody. T. Dirty said, Dennis, he got to look at the tape. Must be a little. <laughs> yeah, he, I, I, we're going to see, man. We're going to see how it all goes, family. I, I'm going to see how it goes. It's going to be a chore because the circumstances for the Saints is going to be tough because, like we said, Bill Belichick, Slim made it a real good comment. He don't really lose that many back-to-back games. Plus, it wasn't a close game. They got blew out. He had to bench his quarterback, so they're upset. They made a trade today. I showed you on the report today on whodaddaily.com to pick up a cornerback because they knew the other guy was going to be out. So they're trying to get some help in the secondary. So they're trying to get ready for you. They're looking at tape right now, breaking you down. They know you can't. They know you can't run the ball. They know you can't score touchdowns. They know you struggle in the red zone. They know this. And I promise you, Bill Belichick has got already several different schemes and plays that he's going to roll out to keep the Saints offense discombobulated. He's already he already studying the film and doing everything right now and looking over what he can do to keep the Saints in a state of confusion. He knows that he knows that the defense is, is starting to break down because they're out there too long. He knows the Saints offense have zero rhythm and they're regressing. He sees that. He studied that film. Bill Belichick's a genius with this, man. He looks for these little things and he starts to literally break you down and disintegrate you. So Dennis Allen has to match his wits and his brains up against Bill Belichick's brains. (laughs) Uh, This is going to be fun, man. It's going to be fun. So I have high hopes. I'm hoping that the Saints pull it off. My simulation says that the Saints going to win the game. So, hey, man, it's simulation is what I'm rocking with. It hadn't been wrong yet. Let's let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. So it's going to be something. It's going to be something. Oh, yeah, it's going to be something, fam. But anyway, let me get on on that. Yeah, look, I appreciate you guys for chiming in the stream. Much love to all you guys as well. We appreciate you so kindly, man, for being in the stream with us. Listen, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, y'all join us for who that who that nation united man with all the family members my dog the nola bros they'll be popping up first uh followed by hoodie and my boy randolph from the keeping it real podcast they'll all be representing tomorrow on who that nation united it's always a good time thursday is one of my favorite days um tomorrow so y'all please join us uh for who, who that nation united man it's going to be talking a lot of football from about five or so all the way to nine or past 10 o'clock. So five hours of straight football. Saint talk, man. You got to love it. You got to love it. So with that being said, I'm going to get out on that. Y'all feel free to make sure y'all go to the who and share the articles. Our website, our, our, our contributors are doing a great job over there 
like I said, we don't deal, we don't have any corporate money with straight grassroots, and we are kicking ass, man. Y'all pardon French on that. But listen, love what we're doing. We're moving forward. We are a movement. Join the channel, join the Patreon, man, and help us out. Also, feel free to help us out by sharing the articles all across the Saints Hemisphere, man, the groups, whatever. Uh, that really helps out. So with that being said, I'm going to get out on that. I appreciate y'all so much, man. Love y'all. I'm going to holler at y'all tomorrow. Peace and who that. I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Long as I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose or winning, I'm a who that. Sports coma, yeah, this is where we do that. 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 Boogie like prison, I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody please better help. Running this thing like elf. Thank God every day I'm not a felt. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in. That was way for the ring. I was yelling out your shame for the championship. Fucking on town. Duck down. Falcons pluck get shut down. Panthers ain't much touchdown. The vision really belong to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell. The crooked referees are Roger Goodell. Yeah. like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. News all winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. You're listening to the sports coma with Big Q and the guys on the PRO Media Network.
own store where you can go and buy all the latest merch to support the platform. Available at the Pro Shops, we have dozens of hundreds of products available for you and your family. Unisex tees for men and women, hoodies and sweatshirts, tank tops, kids and baby items, long sleeve tees, mugs, pillows, wall art, bath bedding, face masks, phone cases, stickers, bags, fanny packs, socks, hats, and many other items. Please feel free to check out the Pro Shops. The link is in the description section. TheWhoThatDaily.com That's right, TheWhoThatDaily.com Your one-stop mm. shop for everything New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Pelican, LSU Tigers, mm. even the top-flight boxing news. So if you're a Who That and you're looking for a place to stay mm. up on your team, TheWhoThatDaily.com is your site. Mm. TheWhoThatDaily.com For the sport Who That in all of us. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.